This Week in Retronauts, I, Jeremy Parrish, will knock you all down. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode gazillion of Retronauts, the bi-weekly-ish weekly video game podcast about old video games by old people and sometimes by new people. It's bi-weekly curious. Oh, my goodness. It just doesn't know which weeks it's into. I bet this will be episode 64. I don't know. Old reference. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that like the Nintendo 64 kid? Yeah, I, I, I think I did, that was uh, what he was going for. I yeah. didn't actually want to scream and hurt okay. all of you guys. So No, no, that's a good one. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Parrish. As I announced at the beginning, as I prepared to kill the Light Warriors. And with me this week, similarly to the episode we just did on The Legend of Zelda, we have... Hey, I'm Samuel Claiborne. I maintain the OneUp database at IGN.com. Who? I am Chris Kohler, video games editor at Wired. And I am Bob Mackey, and I got to say, four white mages, no <laughs> items, final destination. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought you were going to start rapping, because you're like, I'm Bob Mackey, and I've got to say... <laughs> I, I don't even like four white mages in a major mages. way. Yeah, yeah. I, I've stopped introducing myself like that. I find it alienates people. <laughs> I got something for you. I never played with a white mage, so when we talk about that, Whoa. Ooh, not even Weirdo. one. Not even one. I never even tried it. I always took two fighters. I was a weird kid. Did mm. you ever try four thieves? <laughs> I've heard that it is impossible. Yeah, mm. but when, when, it'll pay off eventually if yeah, you can when get they there. Ninja. Yeah. So anyway, this week we're talking about Final Fantasy. Probably just Final Fantasy. One. Final Fantasy one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the this best is, Final this Fantasy, is the, right? We all agree on that. I don't, maybe so. This is um, the first in a series I'd like to do of really, really deep dives into a few key Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest titles. Mm. I probably should have started with Dragon Quest, but we just did that. I, I just put together that Uematsu episode, and yeah. it was so good. I was just like, I need the excuse to play through Final Fantasy and listen to this music. So nice. that's what I've been doing. Awesome. So speaking cool. of which, as a, a touch of housekeeping, um, because we were going to do the Uematsu slash Mitsuda episode a few months ago, right? Um, uh, people think that we're going to do the Mitsuda episode immediately and that it's just like on the way. No. 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 But no. we're going to do it. Retronauts is a process. Yeah. It's geological. It takes mm-hmm. it takes aeons. Mm-hmm. So it, be patient. You probably yeah. won't see it until Just keep summer. contributing to our Patreon and eventually – after you've sunk a whole lot of money into the show, we'll give you what you're waiting for. So basically, this is, Retronauts is like a slot machine. Uh, no, it's more like a, we're, we're holding that episode hostage. Okay, all right. It's it's really more of a – I mean – It's going to be good. It's you're going to love – you're going to love us. It's very Stockholm Syndrome-ish. Yep. It's like the Chrono Cross Arrange album. It's vaporware. <laughs> it's vaporware. But it, eventually, it'll it'll make it out. That still eventually. hurts. Before we get too deep into Final Fantasy, I just want to say it's really cool being on here with Chris Kohler because I used Chris Kohler's book, Power Up to uh, write an essay about Final Fantasy in college. Look at that. Wow. And I used Everything it in my circular. bibliography. Now, you nice. might say, power up? When will I ever get to read power up again? <laughs> the, and the answer is that in 2016, August of 2016, uh, power up will be back out on store shelves with a new chapter, but mostly old material. Did Andy Eddie write it? Uh, yes, I had Andy Eddie write a new chapter. <laughs> That'd be funny. I would love to do that's that a, one That's day. a game over joke. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Uh, really cool book, that, and I actually looked, peeked back at it to uh, mm-hmm. study it for this episode. Oh, you you oh, interviewed cool. so many people for that book. That I did interview a lot of people. Chris, is, yeah. there, is there a new power-up on the cover 
maybe a fiery fire flower or a so, star man. As of the time that we are recording this episode, we have not made any announcements as to what may or may not be on the cover. Um, but as a Retronauts exclusive, I will tell you. <gasps> You're going to use my uh, Game of the Fisherman's Wife image, right? The, I, the so Shungo uh, so not to get too far off topic, that is how I initially envisioned the cover of Power Up like in 2004, being like a Japanese woodblock print with video game influences. Um that is what they did for the cover of the Japanese version of Power Up. They didn't oh, even yeah. ask me that it's that was like what Final I wanted. Just like Final Fantasy, their covers are always yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VIII cover, the unofficial that, one. That that was definitely an idea, maybe with fewer boobs. Um, but uh, and honestly, like that, the fact that you did that, I'm like, oh, oh my god, that was one of the things I was thinking of for Power Up. But it is a totally original and new idea. Uh, done Do by, not steal. Done by someone that Retronauts fans will be familiar with, um, but we haven't shown it and we haven't announced it yet. So. I can't say nothing, but did you you're going to like it. Like Square? Did don't, you take don't card guess, submissions don't and then choose because, somebody at random? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, and uh, Kate, you know, Koichi uh, Sugiyama wrote it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no, is no, no, it no. really him? Don't don't try to guess because you might actually guess it and then then it have, <laughs> have to get really cagey. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Final Fantasy. Um, A little bit more about my book. <laughs> <laughs> Your book, which talks somewhat about Final Fantasy. It does. Um, so, yeah, we, we talked a bit about Final Fantasy, actually, in the Uematsu episode, um, because that was really kind of his big breakout, and really everyone at Square, that was their big breakout, because before that, Square made a lot of really crappy games. Yeah. And that's why it's called Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. As Except for Rad Racer. Rad Racer's great. Rad Racer's cool. They were, t- they were on the edges of, like, good games sometimes. Yeah, like, sometimes I'm, they flirted it's, it's with not good actually, games. I just think it's cool. Um, Highway Star in Japan. That's a good Highway cool Star, name. yep. It's a better name. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Final Fantasy. It was called that because let's bring out the the hoary old chestnut. Um, <laughs> Please don't, Jeremy. There's, there's children. It's, it's a metaphor. Oh, a metaphor. okay. Are All you right. are you okay. shaming that chestnut? <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this how uh, Sakaguchi ordered a pizza and took a slice out of it and was like, that's Final Fantasy? <laughs> was this how they ran out of 100 yen coins and then that, their final coin was the Final Fantasy? Yeah, and right. Final Fantasy was actually the name of their warehouse manager right. in Japan. And then, and then later on, Robin Williams named his daughter Final Fantasy Williams. There, We've discredited ourselves completely now. You can feel free to stop. <laughs> but please don't. So I didn't, I didn't think, I bet you didn't realize this was a comedy podcast, but there you go. <laughs> So yes, Final Fantasy called such because Square made a lot of really crappy games and lost a lot of money and was about to go out of business. And so they decided as their final game to make an RPG and they called it Final Fantasy because it was the make or break. It was going to be their final game. And then it was a huge hit. And so they didn't have to go to business. But I also, I think you even wrote about Sakaguchi wanting to leave and that him just calling it. Yeah, he was going to call it a day and get out of there, and yeah, so it's his Final uh, Fantasy, no matter what. Well, right, right. It was it was like they they definitely felt like either way, like whether the company Mm. went out of the video game business or whether Sakaguchi quit Mm. and you know did something else. Like it was this is probably their their last roll the dice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Final Fantasy is a more appropriate name for the situation, but originally I believe uh, he wanted to call it Fighting Fantasy. Which but was there a was a uh, pen and paper RPG yeah. or something. But right. I, that, that right. could be yeah. that could be true. I haven't heard that. Didn't stop him from taking everything else. From I, pen and paper I books. read. Man, I cannot find the source for this, but I, I read somewhere in a Japanese book that like, oh yeah, we like the idea of like the acronym being FF. I so read that we, too. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Great. Okay. Yeah. So um. But like the Pac-Man story, like you you know Iwatani did not take a piece of 
slice of whatever pizza Pac-Man. But now he says he does. Mm -hmm. If you ask them now, like, what's the origin of Final Fantasy? Be like, oh well, you know, we knew it was going to be our last game. Well, this 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 anecdote dates back from like 1998, 99. Uh It was in an episode or an issue of uh, Next Generation magazine, Mm -hmm. and I remember this really well. Because I got that issue with my subscription, and at the time I was, you know, contributing and hanging out with the gaming intelligence agency people, mm-hmm. and uh, I went into the chat and was like, "Oh, hey, I just got the latest next gen, and it has this really cool anecdote about Final Fantasy, which of course, you know, the site was all about." And they were like, "Oh, what was that?" And so I gave them just like this quick description of what he said, and I thought they were going to maybe like write a story about it, but. And they did, but they just took like the the broken half sentence chunks that I pasted into, like you know that I in my 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 uh, abstract and quoted those verbatim. I was like, guys, if you were gonna do that, I would have actually you know used and real now, sentences are you and actual the source human language. Wikipedia. I, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I, I was definitely responsible for getting in, in in a small way for putting that information on the internet very very badly. So um, that's cool. Oh, that was so the that, most that, I've is, ever... that has that has stuck in my memory just mm. because of that that one connection. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's probably other anecdotes about it. But mm-hmm. you know, you have to keep in mind that Square at the time wasn't necessarily going to be a video game creator for the long term. Square was created as like an offshoot of an electric company, electric yeah, electrical utility company. Contractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in in Japan, this was everyone was doing that in the the Japanese bubble, the Famicom bubble. They both overlapped, and any company that had even like the vaguest connection to things that involved electricity or Mm. televisions was like, let's make some video games. And they usually turned out really badly. And Here all the leather companies got into it. (laughs) Yeah, Right, right, right. No, I mean, there were a lot of companies that had other origins in America that, like, established video game divisions because, like, if you could, you did. Yeah, Yeah, it was was the Wild West. Yeah, Even in in the East. When you find out what those developer names stood for, it was always a surprising, like, Vic Tokai and those things. It's like, oh, you're just a part of another organization or you were, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kemco was part of Kotobuki system, which was... I don't even know. Like Sega like service computers. games. Yeah. Enix well, they, is some they were made up word from the ENIAC. ENIAC and Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so so there was no guarantee that Square was going to be in it for the long term. And like most companies that were just kind of created to cash in on the Famicom boom, uh, they mostly released really bad games. They, they really kind of uh, jumped in on the Famicom disk system with a spinoff. Like they had their own subsidiary called Disk Operating Group where they would publish other developers' games for the disk system. Dog. Dog, which is appropriate, Mm -hmm. as Chris has said many times, because those games were pretty much universally crap. So you're you're a cat person, is what you're saying. I am, actually. 3D World Runner was in there. Yeah, and that's okay. Right, right. As as Space Harrier ripoffs go, it's better than Attack Animal Gakuen. Yeah. Wait wait till it returns to Oculus. Then you'll understand how much (laughs) 3D can bring to a game. Yeah. They did do the, the 3D gimmick. They also had Rad Racer, which mm-hmm. Nintendo mm-hmm. published over here. They did. But without the shutter glasses. And they Red Blue doesn't work in that game at all. So I don't even know why they even mm-hmm. made a 3D world in it. They, they published uh, a, a version of uh, David Crane's Little Computer People yep. um, as Appletown Apple Story. Guitar, yep, yeah. yep. Um, yeah, which was a very influential game on things like The Sims. Yeah, like that. that's probably the most notable thing they did on the, Disk System. Yeah, for they, sure. They, they released just some clunkers. Yep. And, King's and as Knight, a result... King's Knight looks like Final Fantasy if you see it in screenshots, but don't buy it thinking it's some kind of proto-Final Fantasy. No, um, no, right. no, no, no. It does, have, it does have Uematsu Final Fantasy-esque music. Mm-hmm. Um, it has one monster jam, right? <clears throat> the whole game, I think. I, I think so, it's yeah. Like and like then, um, And then towards the end of the, uh, the Disk System's life, they actually produced two games that you could only get by uh, having them 
written for you on a disc writer in a store. Moonball Magic and Aku Senki Raijin. Cool. Yeah. Are they any good? Yeah. They're really rare. They're and really so, rare. And so, and so. And then. Square said, well, maybe we got to pack it out. Yeah. So they made one last desperate attempt. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. being sometime in 1987, they said, what's hot right now? Role-playing games. Yep. Everyone was making a final or a Dragon Quest clone. Let's make a and big, like, expensive game. Yeah. They were like, let's make a Dragon Quest clone. Mm-hmm. So they did. And the crazy thing they did was they didn't just do a straight clone of Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. They drew on, you know, kind of the influences that created Dragon Quest. Right. It, you know, they looked to Ultima. They looked to Dungeons and & Dragons. Oh, boy, did they look to Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Half mm-hmm. the bestiary comes straight out of the Montrose Compendium. Yes. Uh, copyright infringement is just flying all yeah. over the yeah, place. Yeah, pretty much. It's not wow. cute. You know, Dragon Quest, everything Dragon Quest is so cute. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they made some really interesting creative decisions. Um, they couldn't get, you know, Koichi Sugiyama to do their music, so mm-hmm. they were just like, Uematsu, you do it. But instead, they got a really well-regarded illustrator to create all the monster designs and right. all the packaging art. Yoshitaka Amano. And he had Amano. not done, yeah, sorry, I talked over you. That's okay. Yoshitaka Amano. And he had not done video games right. prior to this point. He was, he was best known for his work in anime. Uh, yeah. He, he did the character designs for Gachaman. Right. Which uh, Gachaman. was better known here as, <laughs> not like Gachapon, um... It was better known here as Battle of the Planets, right? I think so. I don't think it was known here at all. Well, if it, Battle of the Planets came out pretty early in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, he, but yeah, he had done anime, and then he really had his own uh, style, which mm-hmm. um, ironically uh, had absolutely, there was no way that any of that was ever going to get translated into a pixelated mm-hmm. video game. No. <laughs> because he had this but, this extremely, extraordinarily thin line Billowy, wispy, sort right? Of style. Yeah, like very yeah. sketchy, very watercolory. Yep, yeah. yep. So, how do you put that into big chunky pixels with uh, primary colors? You start so, with a black background. Yeah. Well, you know what you do is you just be like, you know, whatever. We'll just we'll just do it. But no, they they did a really good job of Absolutely. translating his wispy, creative monster designs. They they basically handed him the monsters compendium and were like, "Can you draw, create your style versions of these?" Yeah. And so you get this really unique version of kind of the standard fantasy bestiary. You know, you, you have that with Dragon Quest, and that was a big part of the appeal was Akira Toriyama drew these little, you know, monsters like slimes. You know, instead of making a gelatinous mm-hmm, cube, mm-hmm. he made this little onion drop slime with a big smiley face. It's so, so cute. This golem was, you know, just kind of this imposing stone man reaching out for the players. Like everything had personality. Amano's approach was a bit different and everything was more like, you know, like the cover of a fantasy novel or a heavy metal album, especially when it was translated down to, you know, four colors and 32 pixels square. Now, the two things you just said, a heavy metal album, is really what the art ended up looking like in America, which was so bad. The kind of the airbrushed, crappy cover of Final Fantasy here, and the poster, the, the, and all the, the cover, cover was of just Final a, Fantasy here was like the, it's nice. It's just, just like, like the logo and it has a sphere the and has a castle sphere. Yeah, it's like yeah. very minimal. Yeah, are you talking about the Nintendo Power the strategy book? guide? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> it's it's right. so cool. It looks like it's just really dumb. Yeah, it's like uh, four it like dudes in a tiny airship. It's it's like you know. Um, mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of art. There's like big full pages of yeah. art. In that but too. certainly, Amano's Amano's work. Um, 
they they really put Amano's illustrations front and center in all of the mm-hmm. marketing materials and the box cover mm-hmm. and the, uh, the the strategy guides. You know, were these beautiful things. Yeah, they the were Japanese filled with these illustrations. The Japanese game box looks like no other you know game box before it. It's this yeah. really clean white, and then it has this uh, watercolored knight holding a saber mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then it has the logo which is in English Final Fantasy yeah. and the tiny the tiny katakana beneath it Final Fantasy right. so why did they take that out for the US I don't I really have never really understood I think it, it might have been specifically it might Japanese. have been too wispy I don't know yeah. also there is something weird about that the, the katakana that you mentioned which of course whenever anybody says oh yeah Final Fantasy it must be Final Fantasy nope which is G. What you, yeah, G. G yeah Fantasy don't know what's up with that not sure Sounds cool. Languages yeah. are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe the uh, the change to the American box art was because, you know, Nintendo had such great success with The Legend of Zelda's minimal box art. Mm-hmm. When you got games like that, and in the U.S., you know, published by Nintendo, they tended to take the same approach. Fazanadu, um, the Japanese box yeah, like was Zelda. like this yeah. little model. Dragon, in, in America, Dragon it's Warrior. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dragon Warrior actually has a painting on the front. Mm-hmm. It's a really bad painting, right. too. But, it, mm-hmm. but, but Final Fantasy but is much uh, more minimal. Uh, but it's not character. Right. It's not characters. It's things. It's objects. It's things like that. And that's how they kind of localized mm-hmm. rather than anime art. And rather, yeah, I was, and I was thinking rather more than like try the, to do a, a, a you know Frank Franzetta airbrushed you know version of the characters, they just they just did more photorealistic renderings of logos and objects and things yeah. like that. Yeah. It was much more like this is you know special, this is classy, this is unique. This, yeah. this was a concerted this. effort by Nintendo to get us into RPGs because it didn't work for Dragon Warrior, correct? Were they putting a lot of force behind this? I, this yeah, was, I mean, this they was pumped, the sinister they phase this two hard of the in, yeah. in Nintendo Power. They had it, a contest. It had its own issue of Nintendo yeah. Power. You it just was didn't the, get Nintendo Power one month. You got a strategy guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. hey, yeah. buy this. <laughs> well, wasn't that when Nintendo Power was bi-monthly and they started doing, was, like, these interim issues that were strategy guides? Yeah, yeah I'm not really sure, quite sure why they did that, but, yeah, they were just like, oh, yeah, it's going to be... that with Ninja Gaiden. It's now going to be monthly. It was... Or Ninja Gaiden 2. Mario 3, Ninja Gaiden 2, um, Final Fantasy, and then the four-player extra, and then they said, we're just going monthly. Yeah. Yeah. And they started doing independent strategy guides, separate mm-hmm. strategy guides again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it was just kind of in that weird space, but they, they really pushed that game hard. They had, you know, features for several issues in a row. Mm-hmm. They had this big contest where you could win your own crystal. Again, RPGs were the genre in Japan, and they mm-hmm. sold millions of each RPG that came out. Like, they realized there was a market opportunity, or they thought there was a market opportunity, because these games sold peanuts in the U.S., so it was like, how can we get Americans to buy RPGs? Let's try it with Dragon Warrior. Didn't work, okay? Let's try it with Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, okay. Away. Let's try it with Mother. Actually, let's Final not. Fantasy worked. Actually, it, it it did really well. It did. It, it was did a hit well. for me. It was I not. It. it was not proportionally popular though. Too, if you look at the population. No, but it was. It was a, it was a bigger hit than Dragon Warrior for sure. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo would get the impact they wanted until Pokemon came out. That was the RPG mm. that got Americans into the idea. I think after yeah. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII Final Fantasy... and Pokemon at yeah. the same time. Sure, I mean yeah. that that's the point at which it became a. Big right. thing. Yeah. But Final Fantasy did really well for an RPG uh, on a console of that era. Enough yeah. so that, Born you know, Square out. was like, hmm, we should start rebranding this... games that aren't Final Fantasy as Final Fantasy. Mm, so you yeah. get the, the, the Makai Toshi Saga games <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, uh, as Final Fantasy Legend. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. 
Well, Final Fantasy Adventure was that was a subtitled Final, Final Fantasy. I have in to Japan. keep telling you, it is no, a Final I, Fantasy. I know it is, <laughs> I don't, well, but it wasn't called like Final Fantasy Seiken Densets. It was Seiken right. Densets Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Guide. Yeah, so it was like but the subtitle. But here they just called it Final Fantasy Adventure. Right. They right, didn't right. call it like the Holy Sword. It was Sword not. Final it was not Fantasy the merging story. of two totally distinct. But, but things. Legend right. is a distinct thing. It is. It's, yes. it's an offshoot right. of Final Fantasy Legend II was in, a, in a spiritual sense. But. Right, exactly, exactly. But anyway, yeah. It was like, <laughs> in a spiritual Square, sense. In a, Square jumped into in it. In a sorry, Kawazu, you can't make Final Fantasy <laughs> games anymore sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you know, they started making the Final Fantasy Legend um, or, you know, releasing games under that name. Mm-hmm. They released Final Fantasy IV. They skipped two and three because really they were too far behind the curve because of the, the localization right. delay. But, of course, Final Fantasy II. Was like, localized. Was localized. Badly. Uh, first, no, first pass. It was a first pass. Oh, yeah. They did the first pass, and then they go and clean well, there, it up like They never this, got to that point. There, you know, there's marketing materials where they have Final Fantasy II yeah, and three yeah, being I love that, too. They were going to do, so cool. Square was going to do precisely what Enix did, which is the game, Nintendo publishes the first game, and then Enix went on and published Dragon Warrior 2, 3, 4. Square was going to do that with Final Fantasy 2 II and 3 on the NES, but they decided, and, you know, this is the difference between Square and Enix also, like Enix likes to stick with the old technology, but Square really likes to leap ahead as quickly as it can and leapfrog everybody. You know, so they got Final Fantasy four slash two out on the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo while Enix was still, you know, messing around with Famicom. Yeah. And, you know, it clearly was something that Square had a lot of faith in. To the point that they said, you know, we can make Final Fantasy a big deal in America. Let's make a really just stupid Final mm-hmm. Fantasy game for stupid Americans. And give it to the babies with really good music, though. really good music, shredding guitars. Really, it was it was basically like a Final Fantasy adventure like or Final Fantasy version. Legend three, the spinoff. Are you talking the about Mystic Quest? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so back to what I was saying about Amano is that um, his artwork, even though it didn't show up on the packaging, didn't show up in the promotional materials in America, uh, it was still very integral to the game. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you kind of had this weird visual disconnect in the game where you had your four little chubby sprites lining up to attack, but then the monsters they were fighting were really detailed and elaborate. I remember beating the final boss for the first time, Chaos, and it, like, fills half the screen. I mean, probably doesn't actually, but that's how it seemed at the time. It was just this massive, giant drawing of this huge demon, and when you defeat it, it dissolves. Like, it disappears a line at a time, (laughs) and it just was like, wow, I just did something incredible. I just... Saved history itself. It's crazy. And your white mage got mm. to attack because you had that that tiny dagger, the massive man. Right? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand how the game worked at that point. I didn't know about like uh, using weapons like as items and oh, what you could do. Yeah, I don't know how I beat Final Fantasy because I was well, really I, clueless I, about I, RPGs mm, at the time. But I did. Agree. Yeah, I kind of bounced Somehow. off it too. I I tried using items. I tried using weapons in battle because mm-hmm. I was used. To, I, I yeah, played exactly. adventure games, so like use sword and nothing happened. Like uh, uh, yeah. like what? No I, equip. Fooled us all. Yeah. And nobody, that was not a concept at the time. And you could go buy stuff in the original castle area, but you had, there was no way to figure that out, except you finally open up that 72-page manual that you get with it, and it walks you through so much of that game. Yeah, I think I rented it, and I did not get that manual. Yeah, yeah, that would be very difficult. I basically cannot, I've never played Final Fantasy 1 in in its NES incarnation past uh, the Marsh Cave, because that is the point at which, it's not even so much that that cave sucks, it is that, it does suck, but Specters, man. It's like, oh, buy 99 um, cure potions. It's like, okay, well, I can buy one at a time, so okay. All right, now buy 99, what is it, pure 
by the heal potions that, that cure poison. Yeah. Okay, well, I have to buy one at a time, but I can't even just hold down the A button for this because mm-hmm. it's the second option on the menu. So I have to press A, 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 down, A, 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 down. And also the game runs so slowly that I literally just have to sit there in this menu buying all this stuff that I had to generate all this gold for, and it took hours upon hours upon hours. you got to fight those creeps and giants just to I get your stats. I have never up. played that game past wow. that. I've, I've beaten it on the PlayStation 1 and the um, the Wonder Swan, actually. Mm-hmm. played it all the way through on the Wonder Swan. You know what's crazy about and that really same enjoyed cave? playing it because they had just they just you know polished it up just enough. It, the, uh, it, the Wonder Spawn and PlayStation games they're fast. You know, yeah, they're fast, 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 which is nice. We, we can talk about best versions. I guess we could do that now. Oh, okay. The PlayStation One version is the best version of Final Fantasy. Yes. Yeah. The, the later versions of the game they took out like the actual original difficulty level. Yeah. So you can just steamroll that game. I played it on GBA and mm-hmm. it was just like a joke. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, Wow, too. am I, I? I can just be asleep. But yeah. PlayStation One. They gave you the easy mode, but they also gave you the original difficulty. And if you play it that way, it's like, you know, a pretty tough RPG, pretty unforgiving, but not impossible. And it cleans up all the stupid little interface frustrations of the original game. Mm -hmm. So you can buy, you know, 99 items at once if you want to. And unlike current Square remakes, it doesn't look awful. No, it's great. It looks good. It looks really nice. What's and you guys were saying it was too slow. That's because each spell hits each enemy one at a time. Yeah, everything about that game just takes for freaking yeah. ever. You don't notice that when you're nine. I'll tell yeah. You that. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, that that was very much in sort of like the um, the mode of RPGs at the time, where it gives you like, you know, Dragon Quest was the same way. It gave you a little explanation, a little bit of flavor text for everything you did. At yeah. least you don't have to but walk you, up you and didn't... choose eight things every time you Yeah, I mean, Dragon that. Quest it, was was a much a more streamlined bit. game. Final Fantasy was trying to be mm-hmm. a more complex adventure. And, you right. know, they, they brought in the genius Iranian programmer, Nasir Gabelli, who did a lot of Square's early work. Yep. He programmed Rad Racer in 3D. Like, he was, you know, kind of a legitimate phenomenon as a programmer. Yeah. But I think this game was maybe, I wouldn't say beyond his capabilities, but it, I think it was something he had never done before. Yeah. So there's a lot going on in this game and a lot of kind of weird errors. I know there's all kinds of, like, stats that don't actually do anything. I think there's some spells that just don't work. Yeah. Like, one, of the, one or two of the spells oh, just don't some work. I think you're talking so about yeah. there's an ice sword and a fire sword, and those don't actually do the da- extra damage, mm-hmm. which might be what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so there's a lot that's trying to happen under the surface, and it doesn't always work out. Um, but, you know, you have to admire just the uh, the fact that this company was like, this is our last-ditch effort. Let's just put everything into it. It's like a team of four or five people, mm-hmm. and they made this huge RPG. It was much bigger than any other game I'd played on NES at the time. I love the way the game begins because it feels very much like, oh, yeah, very Dragon Warrior, very Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. Like you go and you talk to the king, and he says, ah, my daughter's been kidnapped. I'll build a bridge to the mainland for you if you save if her. If you save her. So you're like, oh, okay. This is going to be like He doesn't like even a... say, I'll build a bridge if you save her. He says, my uh, daughter's been kidnapped. I, I just played the PS1 version, and he says oh, that. Oh, really? But, but yeah. They changed oh, okay. That. They, they might have. Yeah, I think they changed I the script. I think they did, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah because they changed like Corneria from Cornelia to Cornelia. Oh, to Cornelia. So they, they did yeah. a lot of tweaks to the PS1 yeah, yeah, yeah. version. But yeah, okay. he pretty much just says, my daughter's been kidnapped my daughter. Yeah. So you think, oh, this is going to be like a big part of the game. You know, Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, it takes probably, I don't know, six to ten hours to rescue the princess the first time you play. No, yeah. no, no. I don't, well, I think it takes a lot less than that probably. Mm-hmm. The first you, time you play? You got to fight some imps and then you just walk a couple blocks. No, no, Dragon some... Quest. Oh, Dragon, Dragon Quest, oh, which yeah. came out here and in Japan before, Dra- before Final Fantasy. I thought you were just talking about that first boss. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. The first That's hour the thing. Of, is, yeah. This is what I'm saying is yeah. like if you have your expectations mm-hmm. set by Dragon Quest, Dragon mm-hmm. Warrior, you're like, oh, this is going to be like the big main part of my quest. It's going to take a long time. It's going to, you know, be really involving. 
No, you you level up to like two or three, mm. go straight north of the palace, kill the guy, the Garland, who uh, proclaims he's going to knock you all down and then goes down like a chump, and you've saved the princess. Mm-hmm. And then the game actually begins. Right. And there's this really great cutscene. It's not a cutscene, but like a scene, like EGA graphics. Yeah, of, a title screen. Well, yeah, the like game's the title screen yeah. is not, yeah. It's the silhouette of your heroes um, and the bridge and like the landscape beyond and mm-hmm. Final Fantasy and the adventure begins. There's a text scroll. And, and it says, the and music so starts. their journey begins. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, like, I oh, get it. Wow, okay. So that was just like the this introduction. Is, this is not a game about saving the princess. Nope. This is a game where saving the princess is like the first hour and then it starts. Yep. Yeah, I think also, it, the, the positioning of the title screen, I mean, you know, this is what I wrote a lot about in Power Up, but like these, this was the beginning of like making Final Fantasy like a little movie. Oh, for sure, um, yeah. So, I mean, the fact that like it kind of starts in the middle of the action and then later the title screen appears and there's a credit roll at the beginning, you know, to really pump you up. Um, but but that that kind of movie making that like we're not going to show you the title until you're already sort of bought into what's going on yeah and of course that and then they would just roll from there. Yeah, so again, like a really ambitious game. And uh, I, I love how off the wall the story is. I mean, it seems like a pretty fantasy or pretty standard fantasy type story at first. Like you start traveling around the world. Each character is holding a crystal. Like that's the, kind of their proof of identity. They're the light warriors because they've got the crystals. But you find out that, you know, the elements affiliated with each crystal have been rotting and like basically dying. And the world is dying because of this elemental imbalance. And so your you mission is to go and find that out from brooms mainly. Brooms, ma- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's like it's like a Fantasia, basically. Like you go to a witch and she has little talking brooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go around and you're trying to restore each element, and you fight an elemental fiend. And then you get to the very end. Those are the coolest looking enemies, by the way. Yeah, yeah. The 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 fiends. The fiends are, are amazing looking. Yeah. So full color, just yep. like that skull fiend, and then the, for the earth, and then there's like the fire guy. Mm-hmm. So they're scary. Looking. So I mean that that right there set the idea of like the the main elements in Final Fantasy, the crystals. But then you know once you beat them, then there's the real Final Fantasy boss at the end, who is kind of behind everything. And he's just this dude who wants to destroy everything. He's chaos. Like, mm-hmm. literally, that's what he's about. Yep. He just wants to see the world burn, you know? Um, and so your mission is to stop him. And you have to fight the elemental fiends along the way again. And you get to the end, and you re- you discover that chaos is actually Garland, the guy you fought at the beginning. Mm. Like, you know, at the very beginning, the king yeah, is like, yeah, finished him off. go to the Shrine of Chaos and fight Garland. When he had 100 hit points. And it doesn't really occur to you, but, yeah, you go back in time, 2,000 years, to fight Garland, who has somehow become chaos by, through his defeat, traveling back in time to become chaos and try to destroy the world that way. So in the end, you go back in time, destroy Garland, a.k.a. chaos, and the story never happened. You never, like, you closed a time loop, and so your heroes are, like, they leveled up for nothing. Like, no one mm-hmm. knows what they did. They just kind of disappear anonymously into the ether. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very, uh, like, the, the, the kind of balance of fantasy and science fiction in the game is very reminiscent of the early Ultima games. 
Uh, I know Ultima 2 had like space shooting sequences. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, like it, it had that same kind of off the wall element. Yeah, that... Ultima 1, the original Ultima, I mean, you, um, you you start out in its medieval fantasy and then you go to space and then you, yeah, right. Yeah, so there's, like there's Final Fantasy 4. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's, there's that in here. Uh, kind of one of the last palaces you fight where you fight the Fiend of the Air uh, is this ancient floating palace that's it's like super futuristic it, yeah it's ancient yeah. but it's actually super high tech and you know this is the first uh wandering super boss in the series too the war machine oh yeah or war mech or right. death machine whatever it's you want to call it a robot yeah so i mean yeah yeah and it, it, it you you have uh you know it's it's launching nukes at you like literally that's the name of the skill that's not that's not the name in japanese but, right right but, you but know, it, it works out yeah. yeah like it's it's nuclear using nuclear annihilation against mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. so all of a sudden you know you you've gone through this this whole adventure and it seems like you know, there's the elves and the dwarves yep. and the goblins and everything. But, oh, by the way, here's this, you know, futuristic ruin from long in the past. What's mm-hmm. going on there? Yep. They never really explain it. Yeah, no, but, it's you know, aesthetic. that all of the groundwork now for the Final Fantasy series, <laughs> totally. ex- except Chocobos, has now been laid and down. And Sid. Yeah, gu- it makes, eh, it, it makes guns and swords Sid. possible. Eh. Hmm. There's uh, always a Sid. There's no Sid in one. There's always nope. a man. There's always they a added, They added Sid in the remakes, the GBA remake. So you guys... Uh, you have beat Final Fantasy One, but only in the remakes. Only, the only remakes. in the remakes. Yeah. No, I, I beat it on NES. Okay. Oh. Uh, I, I think one thing about Final Fantasy, you know, what version you get to is you need to get to the airship in that game because the game has a Zelda moment where you can just go out and go anywhere, and it becomes nonlinear a lot, a lot less linear mm. briefly, where you can touch down in anywhere that has green. And that's a lot of places suddenly. It's back mm-hmm. where you came from. It's little cordoned off areas. It's well, where you're supposed to go and many other places. That's the airship moment of the yeah. Final Fantasy games. Love you know, it. that's been the, maintained. The Dragon Quest you games know, you do that, that too. airship, you know. Do they? And, yeah, uh, Dragon do. Quest 1 did yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. No, Dragon Quest 1 didn't. Oh, but Dragon Quest uh, well, I think that's Final that. Fantasy's innovation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it's so, you know, it's so important in all the Final yeah. Fantasy games going forward until they became sort of linear corridors. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so so there were a lot of other ideas that sort of began in Final Fantasy and became hallmarks of the series. The game begins uh, with you rolling your own characters, and it's not like a super in-depth RPG system. <laughs> it's not much of a roll. No, mm-hmm. one to by six. roll, it's like I want this character, or I want this class, yeah. and this class, and this class, and this class. Yeah. You have six right. classes, yeah. four characters, but you know that is an element of customization. You have to make a choice. Like each character class has distinct advantages and disadvantages and you can pretty much try to beat the game with any party you yeah, want but there you are ha- a few that are impossible but there are a few, few that, that are crazy hard yeah but there's characters you have to leave behind you have mm-hmm. to decide immediately like I'm not gonna bring these two and characters you, you, in. you make you make kind of like long and short-term choices you can get a red wizard you and can. they're amazing the in the first part of the game That's... but then you get to the second half of the and game and realize stay. oh they can't do anything they they're they're generalists yep and they can't do anything exceptionally well so the they Nintendo can't... power had a the third page of it is a chart that says this is what these characters turn into I started Final Fantasy over at that point yeah <laughs> and I, because it was so cool thinking that I could have a lame character that becomes much more powerful now the fighters stay great mm-hmm. black mage whatever. Yeah, the monk, the monk, or the I guess they call is the he monk black in, belt. Yeah, black belt in in the English version. Yeah, mm-hmm. he starts out a like a joke. He's yeah. like, like he has a you, cute punch. He goes bam, 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 bam. Yeah, but his, his fist attacks 
do nothing at first. I've been replaying mm-hmm. this, and like when you mm-hmm. start out, he's doing one hit point of damage. Yeah. But after you level up a little bit, his strength stat starts to rise. In, in a weird way, because he also gets multiple hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's the and thing. He, also... he can get like 64 hits in a turn, yeah. and each of them is doing a little bit of damage, <laughs> yeah. but that adds up times 64, and he's mm-hmm. doing crazy amounts of damage. Yeah. But you may not realize it, because he can also equip nunchucks. And, that and at the beginning you. of the game, you really oh. need the nunchucks to do any damage with him. Yeah, but if right. you keep them on, then you, so your the, strength doesn't rise as much, right? I don't think it's a stat thing. I just think you don't punch as many Oh, times. yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't get as many hits. Gotcha. And I, it really does kind so of have that. So you use the nunchucks in the beginning of the game, but then you take them off pretty shortly after. Yeah. You're yeah this, like this after game you really, fight the pirates, you take them off. Yeah. yeah. Mm. This game really kind of plays with the whole Thacko concept. Yeah. You know, like, it's how many actions you get, how well you evade. Like, you can, you can boost your defense, but maybe it's better to use something that helps your evasion so you're not taking as much damage. Mm. You know, like taking as many hits so you get more damage per hit but fewer hits. Since we're talking about classes, though, I, did, I do want to commend Square in their flagrant ripoff of Orko. Uh, was that Thundercats or was that <laughs> oh, He-Man? Really? Yeah, the Black Mage. I never <laughs> yeah. thought about was, that. It was He-Man. Okay, yeah. so if it's you look at the Orko hat. character, it is the Black Mage, mm-hmm. but a little bit uglier. Like, yeah. They made the design better, Purple. but it is such a flagrant ripoff. Like, I like that idea. That's mine now. Mm. But I have to commend them. Uh, it's still... Original character do not steal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think that's one of the best designs uh, of a character in a square game, like one of the most iconic designs. And it's not theirs, but I think they did a little something better with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that's really interesting <laughs> yes. about that's true. about Final Fantasy 1 is that the um, like the spell system uses this kind of, um, instead of like a, a collective pool, you have different levels of spells and you can cast spells from each level so many times. And that's something that showed up in Final Fantasy 3 mm-hmm. and then it was abandoned forever. So even though that mechanic changed, what didn't change and what was laid down right here was the different spell classes mm-hmm. totally. and the spell naming system. You got where you fur have... and lit. <laughs> Four well, character limits, let's yeah. Not, let's not talk about the NES version. Like, in the original version, in Japanese, you have, you know, uh, Thunder, Thundara, Thundaga. Like, right from the start, Kira, mm-hmm. Kiraga, etc. Like, all of those things are in place, and that has remained a constant element through every Final Fantasy game except two, because it was weird. Yep, Sam so, was talking about yeah. uh, those early... I mean, they had to really, to really work with four characters. They're, like, yeah, as spells got more complicated, there was like, A-Rub, what is that A-Rub? <laughs> is yeah, that a slur? Yeah. Help me out here. <laughs> well, I, a lot of that prevents you from being rubbed. Okay. Yes. There's what cockatrices that can rub you. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, don't want to get rubbed in by the a canoe, In the canoe section of that game, which, again, canoe section, win. The mm. one now? The canoe section. What's the canoe section? You can get in a canoe and go down rivers. Oh, yeah. And there. your little okay. silhouettes in a canoe. The yes, whole time. yes, yes. Yeah, that it's is great. really cute. Everybody, not as good tiny. music as the ship. Yep. So there were like three means of transport in this game. Yeah, Dragon Quest only had one. By you this actually, point. you actually the, get yeah. the pirate ship before the canoe. The canoe is important for kind of River taking navigation. voyages into the continental interior and going to places you can't. Crescent Lake, which is the airship mm. or the, the circle the boat. of sages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of really great moments in this game. Totally. Really memorable. Yeah. Yeah, Sage, Sage Lucan. Like, yeah, there was there's no lots filler of... in Final Fantasy. It was no. all. It was just hit to hit to hit. Yeah, but but it feels well, except for that feels rat tail. Big. That's a little weird. Go get this rat tail that for me. Kind of well, that's and optional. You that's oh, optional. Oh, you don't have creepy. you don't have to do that. the the character classes. You I don't, don't think. have to do that. You no, don't I think I, mean, I think Bahamut's quest is is um 
Cyberpunk. If I'm not mistaken, it's optional. Man. And you can try to beat the game with like the lower I've never tried that. ranked characters. <laughs> it's probably really tough. I love how metal everyone looks after they get upgraded. Totally. They like, all got they have shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah they have right. long yeah. hair. Bare sleeves. Yeah, it is really And then you're really like, oh wait, weird. the white mage isn't a girl. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, I got, yeah. I got me like, too. There's yeah. no girls. He's all like tough looking. I named your no Rosa because I played Final Fantasy IV before <laughs> I played this. Now it's Rosa the Ripped Dude. Rosa the Ripped Probably got a real complex about that. You should have gone with A-Rose. Uh, yeah, A R O S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the a lot of the the spell names are are consistent in Japanese and and have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember if like all of them were in place. Like Esuna, which has become kind of the standard. Yeah. Um, curative, mm-hmm. not curative, but like the heal. The the, the well, heals all. Status apparently, effects. Esuna means status null. S N. Get out. Nope. Wow. So wow. Esuna. Status null. Esuna. I don't remember who told me that, but I was like. Wait no. Oh yeah, my. but was that like? I think it's. I think it's. Null? I think it's supposed to be SN status null. They probably took that from D and D, and were like, Esu na. Yeah. Right. Oh. Okay. Back to the I'm, show. Do some research. <laughs> I'm. I'm pretty sure that whoever told me that was not bluffing me. If if they were, I buy it completely. It's it it works. Yeah. Can you tell us where harm came from? <laughs> um. I think yeah. Wasn't that the man from Uncle's enemy? <laughs> A lack of imagination. That's the one spell the white mage can use to hurt people. Right, which is, is actually right? holy, right? Oh, I or no, is I, I is so. holy or was that fade? I don't. You can use cure on undead enemies to hurt. Yeah, them. yeah. There's dia, which hurts undead enemies. Dia, what's dia? I wonder what the equivalent is. Mm. Maybe, oh, maybe that's harm. Like, and then holy is fade. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. I think so. And then nuke, I think, is actually medio. Oh really? Oh, it is. Yeah, okay, or sure. something like that. It's like yeah. non-elemental. Right, it's something spell. like that. But it's like again, like the the, the spell names were already. Kind that of that was one where the localization was actually better. Like yeah, nuke. Yeah, you right. get nuke as your final fire spell. Yeah. yeah. When you see that, you know what that is. Yeah. yeah. You know what that's gonna do. <laughs> yeah. You go back to the goblins in the first area and nuke them, and yeah. you're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what this was for. Except I think it's just a single attack, it's like, like single target spell, isn't it? So you only nuke one goblin at a time. <laughs> you drop a it's a really, really great use of your, your limited spell casting. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting left and hitting a bunch of things at once is the best feeling once you get fire two and everything. Right. It's the best. Mm. So much more useful. Yeah, I mean, go back, going back and playing the NES version, it has a lot of weird inconsistencies and, and frustrations. Like you said, with the um, the purchasing stuff in stores, which is terrible for items, mm-hmm. and also the... Uh, the way when you attack an enemy, it, like you have to set your target at the beginning of a turn because it's oh, all turn based right. by side. Yeah, and your if attack, you yeah. if you kill an enemy <laughs> and you just and attack his shadow, someone else is targeting it after, and they move after you. They whiff. They just hit empty air. Did yeah. that happen in Dragon Quest after there was a, par- a party system? I can't remember. I think it did. I think you could whiff on enemies that lo- no longer existed. Mm, probably it's a terrible animation. Yeah, just two hits <laughs> and nothing. <laughs> I, I think that the NES, the lighter NES Dragon Quests did that, and they've mm. taken that away. I think the away. magic actually retargets, but other stuff doesn't. Is that yeah, right? It could be. I don't maybe, know. Maybe I just had a dream about that. It's been a while <laughs> since I played NES Final Fantasy. So much for a deep dive. God. I think it's funny that you guys think it's so flawed. I, I didn't get that at all playing it. I just loved it so much, and now I'm thinking about it more because. Well, no. I mean, it did stuff that I thought I'd it was never a polished seen. Dragon Quest, if anything. I think I, Dragon I'd, Quest is a mess. I'd never seen anything like that game. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who, who I borrowed it from, and he was super into PC RPGs, uh, so he might have had a different perspective, but I know he loved Final Fantasy too. Like, mm-hmm. I remember going over to his house a few times, and he was just, like, engrossed fighting through the water shrine or whatever. 
I was like, hey, I'm over here too. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I've done that to people too, so what can I say? Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was that friend. I Yeah, I was the jackass friend. Which friend? The one who just played the video game? Well, the... actually, I did have a similar experience for Final Fantasy IV or two here. I just go, went going over to somebody's house and just waiting for them to be done with Final yeah. Fantasy I mean, But also being enjoying watching Kids it playing video cool. games are assholes. I've... I've really kind yeah, of learned yeah. this by watching <laughs> young nephews and cousins playing video games. I'm like, wow, it really kind of brings out the jerk in you. But <laughs> yeah. I was the same way. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. no social skills yet. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I didn't realize that it had flaws at the time. It was only, you know, in hindsight, looking back over the inconveniences of, of the, that become obvious when you've played more refined later games. You know, being able to use the shoulder buttons on the Super NES to toggle between party members in the sta- in the menu screen. Like, right, right, yeah. Wow, yeah. what a great innovation. Of course you couldn't do that on NES, <laughs> but, you know, it's just lots of things. That the series got better as it evolved. You don't realize all those things until you make one and right. think, oh, right, this would be really convenient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this was a groundbreaking work. And, Absolutely. You know, for a company that couldn't find its own... Uh, <laughs> couldn't find couldn't its determine own ass its, with yeah, his right hand. Versus, yeah, right. Okay, right. Asshole in the ground, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got um, it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really quite amazing that it turned out as well as it did. Yeah. Um, it was um, released, I think, the same week as Fantasy Star in Japan. Oh, mm. wow. Both of them were sometime in December 1987. Anything so it, in 86 and 87, any game was released the same week as, as something three other, yeah. other major... <laughs> Mega Man, you know, Mega Man yeah. also came out the same week, I believe. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was just like, oh, yep. let's just you know, revolutionize video games. Why don't right, we? Right, over and over again. Yeah. Do, I've got do, nothing um, better to do this week. It was a great time. Do you know if it was immediately popular? Because uh, we talked about Dragon Quest, how it wasn't. It took like um, I think Final Fantasy a campaign. was pretty successful right away. It was mm. it was successful out of the gate because the RPG had already yeah. been established. Okay, Dragon cool. Quest yeah, kind of right. did the John the Baptist thing. And Dragon Quest II was out by that, by, by that point. So people were... And that was where yeah. it really started to snowball. To the point where, you know, when Dragon Quest Three launched in 1990... Was, was it 90? Or was it later? I believe Dragon it was... Dragon Quest Three. I think that's 90. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's like tail end of 89. Maybe. Could, but oh, but could when, that, when that launched... No, I think I think uh, Dragon Quest Four was 90, so... I think, yeah, Dragon Quest. Oh, you know what? I think it was 86, 87, 88, yeah, and then 90. Yeah, Dragon Quest so, 3 is 88, which is crazy. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, Jeez. so you know, by the time Dragon Quest 3 launched in 88, like, people were lining up, and there was, you know, the infamous uh, mob mentality over that. Right. So, so Final Fantasy definitely benefited from ja- Japanese-style mob mentality. Right, right. a very polite mob standing in line. line. Right. Organized lines, yeah. Mm-hmm. With someone in the megaphone but shouting did, where they need to stand. But you absolutely did start to see, I think, newspaper stories at that time about uh, kids having their copies stolen from them as they yeah. like walk home yeah. from the store. Yeah, you yeah. wrote about that. Bullies taking Dragon Quest copies from other kids. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then what, it was the... Like, there's a parliament, parliamentary action or something? You know, this, that always, this always gets misconstrued. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It came from something. It definitely came from, like, you know, mayors or, um, you know, some heads of government, like, asking uh, stores to not sell the games on school days or something along those lines. But the, it, it grew into, like, the, the prime minister issued an edict that no Dragon Quest game may be sold within 100 yards of a school, or, you know, it's... 
talk a bit about the uh, the kind of weird balance between inventive ideas and sort of fantasy standard tropes, D&D lifting. Um, Final Fantasy was still kind of finding its personality at this point. I mean, it, you know, of course. Uh, but it's interesting of all to see all the elements that showed up in this game and that were kind of deprecated out. Like, were there elves in any other Final Fantasy game? Or, oh, like uh, or like dwarves. elves, like or main like characters you meet that are elves. Yeah, like NPCs, a town full of elves. Probably somewhere, but you're right that it was definitely taken away. As like a focus. those guys disappeared right away, and then yep. dwarves stuck around. Dwarves hung around, but they became a dwindling population. It's really interesting. There's like this arc. Mm-hmm. You could almost see like the Final Fantasy series yeah. taking place in the same world with the Although, dwarves slowly dying off. Like Final, Final, Final Fantasy Four added hobbits. Yeah. yeah. Halflings. Halflings. Yeah. Final Fantasy IV? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I'm confused halflings? too. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, there were, there were halflings. Were there halflings? Yeah, little people. Oh, oh the, you're like right. the micro sized yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Those weren't hobbits. Those were like pixies or something. I don't know if they were pixies. I think but no, the, the dwarves, halflings. like, yeah. I can't remember how much they play a role in two and three, but in four, there's just like a single city of dwarves remaining underground. Uh-huh. Final Fantasy V, there's like. <laughs> three dwarves in the world. Final Fantasy VI, they're They're, gone. they're like uh, yeah. Gorons in that way. Like, they just died out. Yeah, There's so, like a graph where Mughals take over yeah. and, and dwarves That's, It's no away. coincidence. It's no, no. No, I mean, they, right. they increasingly they kind of... they added Yetis, so... Yeah. Mm. That's right. They added, I mean, they added a, a, a Yeti. A Yeti. The yeah. best Yeti. Eddie the Yeti. He was my favorite. Is that um, Umaro? Is that his Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't okay. rename him Eddie. But but you're right in the or main. Chewbacca. Yes, it started out as a <laughs> world of many races, just like you know the Lord of the Rings and Dungeons of Dragons. Yeah, Tolkien and then races. Got, basically. And then it got winnowed down to, mm-hmm. to humans. Yeah. And I, I don't know how much of that is just you and know, now it's saying, just four guys who drive around in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're and all yeah. There's a dig at Dragon Quest in Final Fantasy too, right? Uh, only in the U.S. No, it's not a dig, but it's a in the, here, here lies too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah but in, but in, in, in Japan, US it's version. Yeah. Japan. It's Link who's in that grave, right? Oh, really? I, I think, think it's so. supposed to be like a silly like we're then taking on another game. Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think it was meant as a dig. I think it was I just think it was like, like oh, we love this game. Please be nice to us, Nintendo. Return of Ganon. Please publish our game in America. Uh, there's a professor that gives you a stone. That's in every game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, I mean, uh, that's not the the the. It's a, it is is it a professor yeah, or he's like translating a sage? A stone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was he's like get the Rosetta Stone essentially, and then it just floats. It's a float. Yeah, the it's float a floating stone. Rosetta stone. The float stone. It floats. Um, yeah, so I mean that that's kind of a a little oblique. Uh, you don't need element. a code in other games to see the map. <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah, push B select right? Is that it? Yeah. yeah. No, push B push select. Um, it is push B select. When you, look, when you look at the map, which is like the select button or start button when you're in the airship, if you push B select, doesn't that give you it the, the, the tile game? Puzzle. Yeah. I thought that was you have to... I think it reveals the map. Yeah, I thought the tile puzzle was much more That's much more convoluted, like oh, really? a, yeah. a ton of button entries to get to that. Yeah. Oh. Like, man, it's been a the, while since the room just says push B select. Push B select, select and it brings up the map. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So what is, what happens if you just push select? Nothing. Uh, Nothing. No, you. I think you change the the. Part yeah, of the that's right. Oh, that, change... That's much more important than bringing up the map. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad they put that on a single button. A broom. No, 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 no. And the map on a combo. I don't think it does. No, you do take more damage in that first spot. Right? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you never want to put, put like a black mage top. in the first spot. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Never knew. I mean, I always put a fighter there. Enemies will attack your your, your back ranks. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it's it's much more of like did they, the. Did, what, did, does it say this in the instruction booklet? It says that, it in the strategy guide. I just looked at it. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. So this this game does not have rows. Does it? No, but I didn't it think so. It doesn't. It, it basically just has an ranks. order. Yeah, yeah. Like so, your fighter, you know, your first slot dude is you know standing in front. Like everyone get behind right. me. And but he's not it's, you know, standing in front. A black wizard, and which is like <laughs> behind me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of abstraction. Oh yeah. So happening. what would you guys, if you were to start a game of Final Fantasy and you didn't really, you you're just you're, you were just gonna play through and you wanted to just pick like what are the four best characters to mm-hmm. play through Final Fantasy with? You wanna hear my super team? Yeah. It's fighter, fighter. Ooh. Uh, black mage. Uh, black belt. Whoa, so you forego healing. Because if you just have a lot of attack, you get through that marsh cave. Interesting. I was going to tell you earlier, in the marsh cave, you can yeah. get to the bosses, which is just like, uh, I think they're called specters or ghosts or something. Mm-hmm. It's, they're really scary, really difficult enemies, and they can kill you in one hit. Yeah. Uh, you either hit like three of them mm-hmm. or seven of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's random. It's like the pirates. So like mm-hmm. you're going to get more than five pirates, but you could get seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Right. And right. the way I remember beating it was like finally I got there and there was like three of them. Uh, it was so much easier. Okay. Yeah, mine is boring. It's just fighter, uh, black belt, uh, white mage, and black mage, which mm-hmm. I think is a standard Final Fantasy I think so. loadout. Yeah. So nobody does Thief? Thief eventually pays off when you get a ninja, but yeah. waiting for that to happen is a nightmare. Uh, yeah. At least in the early, at least in the NES version, I never tried a thief in the um, the remakes. With, yeah. what, what so I'm, the black, so the the monk to black belt, basically, like that's just a better character through. Just huge damage, yeah. yeah and you yeah, don't yeah, have exactly. to pay for your weapons. Whereas the right. fighter, that's actually that's an advantage deal. early. Mm-hmm. If you have two fighters, especially, you can just buy two silver you swords, buy... and they're really powerful. They're yeah. four thousand gold. Yeah, things are really expensive, in this and you're game. not yeah. buying any white magic at all. No. So yeah. And you, you can buy those cures one at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you have to do if you want to cure. Yeah, there there are a lot of um, different strategies to play through the game. Someone who uh, contributes to their posts on the Talking Time forums did a like an attempt to do single character runs with uh-huh. every party. Do so you just ignore the others. He, he would let everyone else except the lead character Gone. die. Okay. And just leave them dead because your characters don't come back to life. In an inn, you have to go to the House of Healing or whatever. Oh, like literally single character. Yes. Runs. Hmm. Ah. So he would have a single character, and he made it through with everything except a thief. Hmm. And the thief, I think, can't beat the dark wi- the dark elf. Oh, just can't do it. It's just impossible. Just the war of attrition. Yeah. So, um, so that's like the one character who's hmm. who's kind of worthless. Like kind of like you said, Bob. Yeah. You know, until he's a ninja, he's he's kind of useless. Yeah. Interesting. And the thief can't steal though, can he? No. So Isn't that, that weird? That's, that's the yeah. frustration. Like this game would be. I think more interesting if your thief could steal. Yeah. And that'd be a great way to get extra stuff right. instead of buying but it one at a time. Now he just doesn't do anything. He's just like a guy who He's has no like advantage. Yeah. yeah. Kind of reminds yeah. me of the goof off class in Dragon Quest or the clown or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, you kinda, do wait yeah. until you get to level thirty and then you become the ultimate class, a sage. So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of similar idea in Dragon Quest three. Mm-hmm. My final plug for flighter, fighters, mm-hmm. uh, when you turn into a knight, you can heal. Because you can get cure. That's spells. true, but it's just like a low level cure though. Yeah, uh yeah, it goes up to Two, if not just one, but I mean, it just exists. It's mm-hmm. nice, mm-hmm. nice to have. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have big shoulders, so no one, mm-hmm. no one plays like, like a party of all red, red knights or red mages. No, so. I had a friend who did a white mage run. No, no, no red, really red mages. Yeah, I, red would be cool. Yeah, I think those I, are the I, dumbest I, looking characters. <laughs> They've got a feather in their hat. They were the the They're... save points and the <laughs> the you know four heroes of light game. They're very fancy lads. They are. I mean, to each his own. I respect them. I, I'm not going to criticize the way they dress. I like that the visual the designs of so many of the classes became sort of standards. Like, oh, the yeah. very specific design of the Red Mage shows up throughout the series. Like, they're all over the libraries in Final Fantasy IX mm-hmm. and 
like I said, they're the the save point dudes and bravely default. Yeah, which I guess yeah. isn't a Final Fantasy game, but it, bravely it is. default or four heroes of light. Both, I both, think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Unless I'm misremembering. No, they're in both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the they're it's the sequel. Bravely yeah, default, is, the sequel to four heroes of light. Yeah. Um. Oh, maybe that's where that FF thing came from because you know flying fairy. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure. Bravely default, Every flying part of that, fairy. They yeah. were like, yeah, it's going to be Final Fantasy. So it's Final Fantasy, but it's, it's not really. Yeah. So yeah. we call but it, it FF. Every it element of that game is just winking at you. Mm-hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. we wanted this to be Final Fantasy, but apparently right. the the brand is poisoned. You wanted now. the last <laughs> half of the game. <laughs> you wanted the last half of the game to be fun, but we decided oh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's there's that too. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, the the white mages with the like the white robes that have the red chevrons or not chevrons, but what, what are those? Just like triangles, the the sawtooth look. Yeah, like that's become bronze uh, triangles. No, they have saw, the, like the sawtooth. Yeah, the red sawtooth. That's, that's yeah, what I said. Sawtooth. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm not sure if the the fighter is as iconic as all the other characters. Though. No, yeah, he's just, just a red kind dude. of like a red dude. Yeah, yeah, but he's like the Final Fantasy dude. Because, like, you know, in Final Fantasy 2, like, the main character just looks like the fighter. From, yeah. Yeah. I guess it didn't stick around that. I There's nothing very memorable about that design, I don't think. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. He, he looks kind of mean and surly with, uh, with you know, the, the upgrade. But, it, are yeah, compared to the others. from Final Fantasy? Like, were well, there other games, in RPGs that, that had that? Or the, any games? I mean... Where does that idea come from? It's not from D&D. I mean, it seems as, like steampunk or something. As, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it like is a steampunk element. But right. like that's strange, I think. I think it's a weird concept. Yeah, game. I mean, it's not from Final Fantasy, but certainly the um the original like implementation of it in a popular video game was was Final Fantasy. I mean, Super Mario Bros. 3 had ships with propellers that kept them along. Mm. Yeah, so, I'm just wondering so I mean, where that it, came from. I actually can't oh, think like, of where like, did where, the idea yeah, of the that? airship come from? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Trying to think of any other pop culture things that had basically ships for water hmm. in the air. Yeah, in the air. I don't know. I don't think Dragon so, Quest ever had an airship. They had like a hot air balloon and a yeah, bird. There was never an airship. Was a bed. Yeah. Oh, a bed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, I, I kind of want to keep this episode short. We don't need to belabor the point. There's not Too that late. much to say. What? <laughs> There's not that much to say about the original Final Fantasy. Um, and clearly, since we've all played like random different versions, we don't really have sort of a a uniform, consistent vision of it. It's been yeah twenty five years since I've played Final Fantasy one on NES. I, I spent a lot of a lot way too much time uh, just fighting the eyeball in the Wonder Swan version because mm. the eyeball was the end of one of the dungeons. It was the end boss, but every time you stepped on the tile, you fought the eyeball. And um, I, I was looking at a fact of Final Fantasy um, 1, the NES version, when the Wonderswan version came out, which was the first remake. Um, and it was like, oh, you can really grind and level up by just fighting the eyeball over and over and over again right here. So I'm like, oh, I'll try this in the Wonderswan version. Yeah, it worked real well. I got everybody just ridiculously stupidly oh. overpowered because oh, wow, okay. it was just on the wonder spawn because I'm like doing something else while I'm playing it and I'm uh, just it was so easy to kill it after yeah. a little while and I was like do 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 you know a couple hours later and I will do this on any portable RPG if I find a good grinding spot yeah um, yeah and then I'm, then everybody was like ridiculously super powered and I just breezed through the rest of the game I remember discovering grinding in Final Fantasy. Like that's, uh, okay. I had never heard of this concept right. or knowing anything about it and uh, Nintendo Power's Guide had a just this little breakout box that said, fight the giants outside Elf Town. 
Yeah. And uh, then you can afford whatever you want in there because they give you a huge amount of gold. Yeah. Hmm. And you do that and you become stronger and stronger. And then uh, later on it says, hey, when you're in the, you know, I think it's the either the fire, I think it's the fireplace. The fire, not fireplace. What's it called? Fire cavern. Fire Mark, cavern. Mark Golg. Yeah. Mount uh, Golg. Where you fight Lich or something. Um, no, that's the earth one. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, there's uh, green versions of those same ogres called giants. And mm-hmm. they're peppered through this one thing. And every step you take, you fight one of them. Yeah. And in there, you grind what that you know part. What there's, there's these strategy guides know. never said that it took me a long time to figure out was like, Grinding is a really important part of the RPG. Yeah, it's not recommended. It's required because the strategy guides tell you, like, okay, go to this town now. Do this now. Do that now. Do that. And then, then I find myself like I can't do the next thing. This game is too hard. But really, what you're supposed to do is start Final Fantasy, kill imps until you're level three, (laughs) then go fight Garland. Then come back. Then cross the bridge and get to the next town. Then kill the stuff around yeah. that town until you go up like four levels. The guys are level as desired. Like you're always. You all, also sharks are wipe you out. Always be grinding. Like mm-hmm. that's how you get through the game. Yeah. And that's the same. I mean, that's the case with like Mother. You know, I started playing when Earthbound Zero, the ROM got dumped. I started playing. And it's like, oh my god, this game is ridiculous. But like, <laughs> I played it on the Wii U Virtual Console, and I just mentally like told myself like. This is a game about grinding. So go outside of your house, prepared to spend like an hour <laughs> grinding, and then just grind and just look for places to do that. And then then you'll be able to kind of go on. But like that was something I really had to learn, yeah. um, you know, uh, a lot. You the know, hard all on way. my own. The hard way. Yeah, just getting yeah. stuck. I mean, like, what do I do? It's weird. Zelda we, 2 is like that also. We have the word grind today. I don't know when that word entered our lexicon. Yeah. In terms MMOs. Of like I think RPGs. that's totally wow. MMOs, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was a wow. There was no simple way to explain it but if you say grind like immediately yeah. okay yeah I know what you mean but I think it was yeah. like a harder concept right. to like I think we used to call yeah. it level up or level yeah, up yeah but it's like oh you have to power level, level up I'm like well yeah I know you have to level up you know as you go through the game you level up yeah I, right. I think I think they called it power leveling uh, oh power leveling but you know sure. I've, I've never really been a fan of grinding in RPGs I really hate I, I'm playing not a fan like of that it. me yeah. neither no I mean yeah. it's, it's something I, 10, I actively like, try to avoid so I'm wondering how I beat Final Fantasy because yeah like I don't remember spending a lot of time just you know. How old were you? Farting around. Uh, I don't know. You fourteen, were, you fifteen. Were kids still. I mean, honestly, yeah. the okay, fact that's the difference. You had the time. It's like. But no, I don't. I don't remember work. like making a conscious effort to do that, and I don't mm-hmm. do that in RPGs now. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I think I just bumbled through and got lucky or something. Maybe you were thinking like I want to buy all this new gear. So yeah, I'm that's gonna, what I was going to say. Get the I, money. I will. I will grind for yeah. gold sometimes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. to buy stuff. Yeah, but... you don't notice the experience as much as the money in Final Fantasy. Like that game, you hit a money wall where you want to buy level two spells in Elf Town or uh, mm-hmm. or silver weapons. Yeah, and you have to get gold for those. And you realize I, you right know, outside, you in, need to do instead that. of instead of grinding, what I normally do is I will go to the next area mm-hmm. and try to fight through as far as I can mm-hmm. until I'm like, I'm not going to make it any further, so I better back out. Yeah. So. I guess that's a kind of grinding, but I feel like I'm making progress mm-hmm. too. So I, that's probably why I like Etrian Odyssey so much because oh, yeah. that's how that game is designed. Right. You go into the dungeon, you make some progress, you map out a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you leave and rest mm-hmm. up and try again and get a little further. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I've mm-hmm. always approached RPGs mm-hmm. now that I think about it. So yeah, that, yeah that, that works in Final Fantasy too. Like you go into a cave and you get your butt kicked for a little while and you're like, okay, time to back out. Oh, look, I can buy, you know, a better sword. I can buy some better armor. Right. All right, let's take another go at it. Right. 
But some games really are about the idea that you would just like kill enemies until you become powerful enough to get all the armor and then move yeah. on. Yeah, I, mean, I tend not to like those as no. much. No, I, I totally agree. I actually don't really like it um, as a play mechanic, and I think games should try to design so that you, you don't have to do that. Yeah, Final Fantasy but, IV introduced the spell that lets you warp out of out of dungeons, and for me, that was a godsend. I was like, yeah, yeah I can I can fight right until the point of absolute death and just like, I'm yeah. out of resources, and then take off and... Try again. Yep. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Love that. Yeah. And those are good places to grind. You know, I mean, it's better to go into the dungeon because those are probably the more powerful enemies that are going to give you more experience points. Anyway, I'll th- you know, when I was playing like Earthbound right, on the Super Nintendo. Um, you know, when you when you clear a sanctuary um, and you leave the sanctuary, all the enemies run away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the, the design. No matter how powerful you are, they just run away from you in that sanctuary. And I always used to go, oh, thank God they're running away from me and I'd leave. But no, you want to take that opportunity to go up behind all those enemies and get the extra because then you can grind like crazy yeah. on those enemies because hmm. they're running away and then sometimes you you get leveled up to the point where the enemy just dies and because if you get if you get the if you hit an enemy from behind like hmm. you it actually calculates like oh we're going to kill it in this first round because it's not even going to have the chance to so then you can get tons of experience points and and having something on a portable system, like if I were to, if I were to play Final Fantasy on the NES, I would want to play it either on the 3DS or yeah. or, or the Wii U Virtual Console, which is not out on yet. Yeah, um, I, well, you know, um, as a bonus, yeah, uh, pre-release bonus for Final Fantasy Explorers in Japan. Oh yeah, they had a 3D remake of Final Fantasy One. What? And that I was positive uh, that was going to come to the U.S. and it didn't, and I'm so angry. That yeah, like, that would be great. I would love that. That's lame. I'm so sad Stupid now. Dumb. Why did you tell us this? I know. Why did you remind us of that? I, I'd, I'd seen that and then forgotten about but, it. But I would say the best way to play Final Fantasy 1 is to download the PS1 version. Oh, yeah, and play it on the Vita. Vita. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. that is the perfect nexus of like a difficult Final Fantasy, a an, like a smoothly refined Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. and a portable Final Fantasy. You get yep. that triangle yeah. together. It doesn't and have and the so, original sprites. And again, when you're when you're it's not original sprites. It's 16-bit like embellished versions but of the sprites. To Bob's point, not terrible. Not no, terrible. They're, they're really nice. No, they're not. They're, it, looks they're like the Final, lower, it looks like Final Fantasy IV. They're the lower of, resolution. Yeah. They're like you know 32240. Yeah. So it's right. it's a low. They were brought game. over from Wonderswan. Yeah. Yeah. But they're nice. They're yeah. nice. And yeah, I mean, just not having it taking up the entire television means that I could just sit and grind for like four hours while like watching TV or otherwise engaging with people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the second screen and is great. If you're you, the Wii U audience. <laughs> right there. If you buy it digitally, you won't be tempted by Final Fantasy II. Yeah, which I, I've never played, yeah. so I'm curious. Never. I'm too curious. I liked Final Fantasy II. Final Fantasy II. Hate... <laughs> the, 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 the NES, the Famicom version, don't play that. But the PSP version... You know, where the PSP version of Final Fantasy 1 is mm-hmm. way too easy, mm-hmm. the PSP version of Final Fantasy 2 makes it pretty a- approachable. It, it no. takes out, yeah. <laughs> I've tried every time this game has been re-released. You, just don't, you don't have just... the love of Kawazu in your heart. I'm on Team Chris. You haven't accepted him into your life as our Lord and Savior. Yeah, Someday though. But th- it does have everybody's favorite thing, a battle you can't beat that you don't know about, right? I, well, yeah, no, I, I do I do love that, like, um, Final Fantasy 1. Final Fantasy 1 begins in Medias Rise, right? Like, it starts, like, with the action already happening. Final Fantasy 2 kicks that up even more because you get past the little crystal theme, you know, the prelude screen, and boom, you're in a battle. It's like, what do you mean I'm in a battle? Oh, my God, I'm dead. What is this game? But you're supposed to lose it, and it's like, oh, And then you reset cool. forever and never realize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, some people have done that, I think. Wow. That's such a sad thing to have that happen. It would be sad. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I lost. That's not good reset. enough for Final Fantasy 2. Man, video games are yeah. so hard. But the <laughs> idea of a battle that you're supposed to lose and the idea of beginning the game in a battle, really? like, that's so 
pushing so hard against all the conventions. There was there was a lot of really cool stuff in Final Fantasy 2. Final there Fantasy was a lot II, of broken stuff too. Final Fantasy 2 was the first, you know, story-based Final Fantasy where it had all the, the keyword the item system like party, an adventure game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The characters in your party were were each individual people mm-hmm. with names. One of them dies. Mm-hmm. Like you have a party member who dies in the middle of a dungeon with like, all your stuff. And that becomes a big <laughs> deal. Yeah, like that became in the Final Fantasy series going forward. Lots of great stuff. It had a credit sequence and a beautiful end game credit sequence that was really masterfully done. Lots of really it had chocobos for the first time. Yeah. You know, it was so influential. I just can't ever play it. Well, it changes up a lot of things about the the series. Like, it totally changes the spell system. Mm -hmm. It has that, like, it, it gets rid of experience levels altogether. You gain stats by performing actions, so you become right. a specialist. No matter like that's how you how you get by, and it yeah. it, it, it definitely um, instills a lot of bad habits in players. Mm-hmm. Encourages them really, almost requires them like beating yes. up your own party members. Right. So like the first thing you have to do in that game that... is beat up your own party members for an hour in order. But to But actually, uh, in the in the Famicom version, uh, there's a bug where you don't actually need to go through with the command. Just actually entering the command and oh, not going through right. will give you that. There's a lot of bugs yeah. in the game. Yeah. There's there's a really great bug. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, you can turn the final boss into a toad because you know <laughs> yeah, each yeah. each spell you use, like mm-hmm. as you use it, it levels up individually. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So they can level up from one to sixteen. There's no cure, cura, curaga. It's Cure level one, mm-hmm. level two, level three. So if you take the toad spell and you grind <laughs> that throughout the game, it can turn anything into a toad. And if I'm not, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, you can turn the emperor or at least the, like the next to last boss into a toad and kill it. I think you've yeah. earned it by that point. I, you really it's, have. It's kind of right, like it's right, kind of like right. the chainsaw from Final Fantasy Legend. Yeah, like, or the fishing Again, pole. That and, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm all for the idea of people creating games that are like ridiculously complicated like that, that have just a million moving parts. But that game was super complicated mm-hmm. in a space where it actually really needed, if anything, to be simplified from mm-hmm. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. One. Yeah, yeah. And Still, it was I, not. I really admire it. Um, I really admire Akitoshi Kawazu, the lead designer on it. And, you know, I asked him uh, when I interviewed him a few years ago, mm-hmm. like, you know, did you intend for, like, you know, the the the, the, the character development element of, uh, of uh, Final Fantasy II, like, was that something that you really thought out? And he was like, no, I had no idea people would just attack each other. That wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to happen at all. <laughs> right. So, you know, when he admitted you, well, that he was just like is flying you, by the seat of his pants. When you make something that complicated that it has a million different exploits, people are, this is a game design philosophy. Players will play your game in the most convenient way. And if that is boring, they will blame you for <laughs> making a boring game. Like, that is absolutely true even today. So well, you I have think... to figure out what are players going to do if if, if you if they will take the most convenient path towards anything. Yeah, I don't think that that really, that understanding existed. No, then. oh, certainly not. And certainly also, not. Yeah. I don't think anything like QA testing existed mm-hmm. either. Like, they were churning out these games on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. There was no time to sit down and say, hey, let's find some use cases and, and change the game based on this. No, no. they had to get a sequel out, goddammit. Yep. And there were, I mean, it was a team of whatever, five, six people, and they just made the game. And as soon as they were done, it was like, we're done. Yep. Nobody, there's no focus testing. And there's very little oversight. I mean, they go to their bosses, and they're like, we made a video game. They're like, yeah, is it good? Yeah, it's great. Okay, we'll publish it. <laughs> so anyway, Final Fantasy two. It's Meh. it's an acquired taste, and you really have to want to like it, I admit. I, oh, my so, God. But Final Fantasy one, I, I think, you know, if you play the PS1 version, 
it holds up really well. Yeah, it looks primitive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's very like very simple story. That, though it does have a really cool plot twist at the end that I totally spoiled for you. Mm-hmm. But I think it is still a fun and interesting RPG, and you know has a level of challenge and depth that a lot of RPGs today really lack. Mm-hmm. So I I really I really highly highly recommend that everyone go back and spend some time with Final Fantasy One. Um, it's Kind of a relic of a bygone era, but a good era and a really well yeah. done relic. Mm-hmm. Yep, great well, music, great sprites. It's just a pleasure to take in when you go back to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that's it for Final Fantasy One. We'll do a Final Fantasy Four deep dive at some point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Two and three necessarily merit it. Sorry, fans of those games, we love you anyway. Um, anyway, so that's it. Final Fantasy. Thanks for listening to this episode, Chris. Sam, thanks for coming in. Um, great to be here. As usual, Retronauts can be acquired from usgamer.net, from retronauts.com, and at iTunes. And also you can find cool stuff about the podcast, mainly like, hey, a post just went up uh, at Twitter and Facebook and so forth. So check us out there. And of course, please support the podcast through Patreon because I have to fly out here and talk to people in a sweaty room. And (laughs) that's just not going to happen without... The sweat makes all the difference. I'm not paying out of pocket for this privilege. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sorry. So anyway, thanks, um, Sam. Tell yeah. us about yourself. Sure. Uh, you can follow me at Samuel underscore IGN on Twitter, which is not an easy handle. Or you can find me uh, fixing pinball machines uh, at Free Gold Watch at Hate and Stanion in uh, the Hate Ashbury District if you ever come to San Francisco. Long-time Retronauts listeners will know that I can be found on Twitter at Kobunheat, K-O-B-U-N-H-E-A-T is my Twitter handle. I love that you're still using that handle. Yeah, me still, too. Well, you know, that I, reference I, is like... Tr- 15 years out of date. I know, but like you don't really – it's tough to change your Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Part easy your, to change, but then you're, you've lost your identity. But then everything I've ever told people about how yeah. to find me on Twitter is totally It's impossible. your brand, Chris. It's important. It's I know. Important my than hashtag you. brand. Yeah, exactly. I don't really care at this point. I, you know, it's 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 it's, it's a mess. Uh, yeah, so that's where I – I mean, I can give you my LO name, but, you know, nobody's going to want to find <laughs> oh, me on that. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if I gave you my Nintendo network name, they'd ban me because I don't think you're supposed to be able to identify yeah. anybody from their <laughs> Nintendo what? network uh, name. So uh, I, all I can do is the Twitter handle, yeah, Coburn Heat, um, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a website back when Toasty Frog was a website. And uh, Jeremy's abandoned Toasty Frog, but I'm uh, clinging desperately to no, this. No, I'm still Toasty Coburn Frog Heat. on NeoGAF. Oh yeah, because they they created an account for me. We're like, you should have a NeoGAF account. Here Aww. you go. I was like, I'm trying to but get I away w- from the Toasty uh, Frog. Oh come on, guys. Okay, what about Toasty Frog 2D? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, that's how you can find me. Uh, wired.com is where you find my articles and musings about video games. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that is sufficient. And finally, and you can find me, Bob Mackey on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also do, uh, other stuff for something awful and I write regularly for usgamer.net and you can check out my other podcast, Talking Simpsons. It's a chronological exploration of the Simpsons. You can find that at lasertimepodcast.com or just by searching Talking Simpsons in your iPod or podcast device. Zunes. No Zunes. We don't support Zunes. Oh, that's right. Sorry, um, Zune. And then finally, you can find me at Twitter on uh, as GameSpite. Also, other social media. You can check out my YouTube channel, Toasty Frog. I still use it there. Hey. Ah, there we go. And, of course, um, I write for usgamer.net and have little projects like gameboy.world. And they're neat, so go read all of those sites. It's cool. Um, Anyway, next week we'll be back with a tiny episode and then a full-length Bob episode two weeks after. Or no, the one week after, two weeks from now. Right. Yes, Final Fantasy. Good deal. Goodbye. Goodbye.